To stay in shape, you have to hit the pavement. You have to put in some hard work and sweat along the way. Many of the same principles apply when it comes to money. Let's whip that portfolio into shape. It's time for Financially Fit with Kyle Hammersmith. Hey everybody, welcome into the podcast. Thanks for tuning in as Kyle and I talk about investing, finance, and retirement. And we're going to talk about 22 money resolutions for 2022. Makes that pretty easy. Now we're going to do 11 of them on this first half of the podcast and we'll drop the second one and have the other 11. So that way you can check out a little bit now. You're not overwhelmed and then you can tune in for the other half. And if you haven't subscribed to the podcast or whatever, so you get notifications when new ones come out, Uh, consider doing so. You can find it at Apple, Google, Spotify, any of your podcasting platforms. Just simply type in financially fit into the search box and it should pop up that way. Or you can find it all at Kyle's website, mocanwealth.com. That's mocanwealth.com. What's going on, my friend? How you doing? Doing pretty good. Just uh, I think I'm about a couple months in here now to my new book and we're getting that out to a lot of people to kind of read and you know, getting some people excited on that, on some education and you know, comprehensive planning and ready to kind of uh, wind down a little bit here and spend some more time with some family and uh, kind of let our kids, you know, do their thing. Very cool. (laughs) We'll we'll talk more about the book as you get closer, I'm sure, in future podcasts. But for now, we've got some good tips. Now, some of these, uh, as we're going through these, a lot of these actually kind of dovetail, Kyle, and work together. So, you know, it's all little stuff. Sometimes it can be big stuff. So, again, if you need help, always check with a qualified professional like Kyle before you take any action. But there's some pretty good tips on here on ways to, you know, we're going to make a resolution anyway, right? So it's going to be to get fit, to eat better, whatever the case is, right? And typically money is right up there as well. So we've got a few tips for you. So let's get rolling. Number one, reduce your debt. What a novel concept. Going into the new year, Let's just try not to spend as much. Live within our means. Do the things we know we're supposed to do. Yep. I think even like my generation, um, they like to accumulate a lot of debt. You know, you know, Toys, buying a car like things, that right? they yeah, you know, like buying a car that they can't really afford, but you know, the interest rates are so low they can afford the payment type of deal. Mm-hmm. You know, living within your means. Um, when we're talking about like pre-retirees or someone like, you know, between 50 and 65, 50 and 68, reducing your debt, you kind of have to kind of you know, the, the old way of retirement was, you know, pay off your mortgage before you retire, you know, reduce all your debt. And that, that's always a good thing to do. But, you know, we also have to keep in mind, like if you're, you know, what's your interest rates on your, on your loans? I would say more like making sure you're reducing the right type of debt, like credit card debt. Sure. Yeah. You know, those, those types of accounts, maybe you have some kids with college loans or whatever it is. It's reducing the debt that are consolidating or refinancing to get it down to historically low interest rates where, you know, you might be paying 2.8 or 3.1% on your mortgage and it might not make sense to double down on your monthly payments where you could take that money and invest it and do more than 3.1%. So that's always something to keep in mind is you have to live in the now also. Yep. Yep. And so again, it it can be easy or it can be complicated depending on the kind of person you are, but reduce your debt. And over the last couple of years, that might've been pretty doable because, you know, with everything happening, we haven't, sometimes we haven't gone out and spent as much as we would. Now, maybe the last six, eight, nine months, you started doing more of that again, but definitely during most of 2020 and the early part of 21, you probably weren't going out as much. So let's go to number two. Oh, go ahead. Topic one, that could even be like, you're thinking about doing like a home update, like, a, you know, I think you just put on a deck, right? And you mm-hmm. have the options of, hey, I don't have, I don't really want to spend my cash. I can either take out a, I have some equity in my home, right? Yep. So, hey, Kyle, I need a, I need $80,000 for a home remodel. Should I pull it out of my 401k accounts or should I take it out of the equity? 
you know, in my home. Well, typically, like right now, you can get a pretty, <laughs> pretty low interest rate on your equity, you know, line of credits versus you know a large amount of money yeah. out of your employer accounts, which is taxable, you know, which is probably hopefully earning long term more than three point five percent. So again, you might be doing the opposite of reducing your debt, but you're increasing your debt. So it kind of just comes down to the math of what you're trying to accomplish. And that's kind of on our list as well in a little bit too. So we'll get back to that. We'll circle back around. But let's go to number two, Kyle. Boost your retirement savings uh, amount. So going into the new year, depending on if you're still working, depending on how that kind of laid out for you this year, especially with a lot of talk about taxes going up, is it worth considering going ahead and pumping these things on up in the new year? I'm a big believer in First, make sure you're taking advantage of your employer match. You'd be surprised that there's just a lot of people out there that aren't doing that. So at least do that. Now that I'll get questions saying, do you think I should save more? And I say, well, absolutely. If you can afford to, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. If you have room to save more, but instead the money's just going to your savings account and you're losing 5% because of inflation in your savings account, right? Right. It's always good to dollar cost average, because that's what you're doing in your 401ks. Every two weeks, you're adding money into your accounts with your employer and you're buying low and high. So can you boost it? Should you boost it? Absolutely. Now, where should it be going? Should it be going to the Roth 401k or the uh, pre-tax 401k, the traditional 401k? Mm -hmm. Now, that's a bigger discussion, more one-on-one comprehensive planning. Um, Sometimes it makes sense to reduce. Some people that I'll meet with, we need to reduce what they're putting in their retirement accounts because they have way too much money in tax deferred accounts, right? So that way, by reducing their savings, there's money going to their bank accounts. And then that allows us to do Roth conversions. And now we have money in their bank accounts to pay the tax. So should you boost it? Absolutely. But you also have to keep in mind what's the overall you know, plan of how you're going to kind of utilize those funds. Yeah. Gotcha. Okay. So again, everything kind of works together. So part of that we'll come back to, it'll make sense here in just a minute, but you want to make sure that you're at least considering this. And of course, talking with your advisor. Number three, let's learn, as I just mentioned a minute ago from 2020 and 2021, and by the way of the emergency fund, right? So maybe we need to be a little bit better prepared for the unexpected because a lot of people obviously got caught without any kind of emergency fund when things went crazy, you know, in the middle of 2020 there. Yeah, it's always smart to have something there that's available. Again, anything you had in those accounts with this inflation rate, you know, you did go backwards. So you don't necessarily have to keep it somewhere where it's, you know, in a bank, but you need to keep it somewhere where it's liquid enough to get within a day or two. Um, So typically, you know, a stock market account of some type, uh, you could typically get the funds out within a day or two. Or if you're going to keep it in your checkings and savings, just make sure you have that magic number that's best for you. Uh, right. Not you like not night. like a ton extra, right? But maybe that three yeah. months or whatever, that three months of living expenses, that kind of thing. Correct. Okay. All right, cool. Uh, number four, kind of in line with number three, let's make sure in the new year, Kyle, we try not to overreact to the headlines. They're going to stay that way. We're going to stay with this kind of over the top doom and gloom in a lot of areas, whether it's financial or whatever the case is. And maybe we all need to do ourselves a favor and click off the social media and the headline news from time to time. Yeah, I think... <laughs> This don't overreact to the headlines. I think I've told people this more the last 24 months than (laughs) I thought I would. Right. But at the end of the day, it's everything that's out there that we're seeing is fear and faith based. And a lot of stuff's right now being pushed with fear. And so we we don't want to overreact to the headlines. I always tell people, turn off your TV and watch Netflix instead, because the news doesn't know that you don't know the news before the news and neither do they. 
So don't overreact. Don't make knee jerk reactions yeah. that you're going to regret. I think many people might say like breaking news, like, a, you know, a house fire or, you know, these tornadoes that happened last week or so. That kind of stuff, you know, I think we can take that at face value, but it seems like any kind of pre-done news stories, people just have a hard time dealing with it right now because it all just has has a slant in some form or yeah, fashion, I mean, right? So the, mar- the markets are going to move, you know, based on news, like the new variant, right? You know, you can <laughs> you look at your account in the last week and a half, a lot of volatility, and it's basically reacting to those types of headlines. Yeah, exactly. So you don't want to make knee-jerk reactions assuming something's going to happen. Okay. Let's go to number five on our list. Let's implement some sort of tracking, some sort of spending plan, if you want, or whatever term you want to use to maybe start tracking some of the stuff that we're doing to see where maybe you're wasting money in the new year, Kyle. You just mentioned Netflix. How many of us maybe have now seven, eight, nine streaming platforms and we don't even watch them? Yeah, I would agree. I think there was, I don't know if it was Warren Buffett that said this, but he's like, you won't become rich or wealthy by canceling your Netflix subscription. So that's one thing we have to keep in mind. Is <laughs> right. <laughs> we don't want to be spending money on stuff that like we don't use or, you know, need, like, is there, can I get, do I need four subscriptions for streaming or do I just need the one or two? Um, at the end of the day, I don't want to call it a budget. Nobody wants to be on a budget. Nobody wants to be on a spending plan, but you have to figure out your kind of, I would just say a cash flow plan. True. You know, what are you living off of right now? So t- sometimes I have people that are getting close to retirement and they don't really know. They're just making a number up like, hey, I think we need this. I would always say, hey, over this next 12 months, look at your net pay that's coming into your bank accounts and keep track of that, of what you're actually spending for like, I don't know, expenses, I guess. Yeah. So like, what are you spending on groceries and all this? Like, what do you need to live off of? And then like, what's extra spending stuff like travel and everything like that? Well, I'll, I'll, I'll respectfully disagree with Mr. Buffett to a, to a point because like we have so many of these streaming services or game subscriptions or all these, there's so many little subscription services out there like crazy. And if you kind of went through and looked at some of this stuff, and this is just one area, folks, we're talking about. But if you went through, I was talking to somebody the other day and they went through and they were spending about $150 a month month on things they didn't even use, you know? So over the course of a year, Hey, that adds up that that's, you know, a good chunk of money to drop into those retirement accounts or whatever. So it's just, again, an idea for money resolution moving into the new year. Now, number six, we might've should have put this someplace different on the list, but that's okay. Out of all 22 items on here, folks, if you really don't want to do hardly any of these, cause you just find that it's not your thing or you're lazy, just to be honest, do this one. And that's just meet with a financial professional, especially if you've never done it. And especially if let's say you're 50 plus, it's time to do it. Kyle, we have to go see doctors for some special checkups and things. Once we turn 50, whether you're male or female, kind of the same thing with your finances. If if you're over 50 and you haven't done it, it's time to do it. Yeah, I would agree. Unless you're just dead set on DIY or like there's just some people that want control of everything. They do their own taxes. They do their own trading. Maybe it's daily. You know, those types of people, I'm going <laughs> to, I would tell them not to meet with the advisor because really all they're trying to get out of that is a bunch of free information. And uh, that's probably not going to happen with a good, competent, comprehensive advisor. And if you're not um, going to use the, you know, implement it, yeah, what's the point? Right? Exactly. Yeah. Most people that are DIYers basically is their, their mindset is they know more than the advisor, right? They don't see the value of paying them, which is fine. But, the, you know, those other people that do actually need the help, they do absolutely need to sit down with, a financial advisor, but it kind of comes down to like, where are you in your life? Do you just need an advisor that just puts you in funds and stocks, um, which is your broker or your wealth advisor, whatever you want to call them? Or do you need like a comprehensive advisor that's kind of kind of look at your whole picture? That's kind of what, what I do for my firm. We do comprehensive planning. 
but we do it with, we don't, we can't help everybody. Like I run a boutique firm. Um, so you kind of, I do it like I treat my office, like a doctor's office. Like if I'm going to see you for the first time, it's, you're not going to walk in and sit down with the doctor right away. Right. You're going to sit down with the nurse or whomever. They're going to gather some information from you. They're going to run a bunch of tests and say, okay, here's where you're at. And then here's what needs to happen to get you to where you're at. And that's when you're going to kind of sit down and kind of go over what needs to happen. Gotcha. But, you know, everybody needs to go through that process to kind of see if you're on track. That way you don't walk into Mall of America and you're walking around for five hours looking for the Apple store, right? You need to know where you're at. Yeah. Yep. No, definitely. And so it's certainly important. And a lot of times, many advisors, you know, again, offer those consultations complimentary to kind of get things going. So to kind of bridge that gap. So it's certainly worth having that discussion, especially if you've never done so. Uh, Number seven on the list, we're going to do again, 11 of the 22, and we'll do the other 11 next time. So check those BDs on the accounts, those beneficiary designations. This is a pretty easy fix, Kyle. Just check them as you're going into the new year, make sure you got the right person in the right spot. Yeah, almost on every account you have, you should be able to log into your account, look at your profile and see your beneficiaries. Um, sometimes when you're, you know, even with people that I work with, they don't know how they want their beneficiaries listed. So they might just put the spouse. Or if this is your situation where maybe you're divorced or an, uh, an ex-spouse or a child on there that you don't, you know, you have to have a, a trust built out or whatever it is, you always want to make sure whatever you have on your beneficiary forms, because beneficiary forms, whatever it has will stand to the highest court levels. I don't care if you have a trust or whatever you have, whatever the beneficiary forms say, that's who the money is going to. Yep. That's the deal. So, and it's an easy fix. So again, yeah, if you've got, I was watching Christmas vacation the other night and you know, if you've got a cousin Eddie in your family, if you haven't seen that movie, you don't know what I'm talking about. You might not get it, but if you have, you know, you got a cousin Eddie who's always kind of mooching off of you and you've decided to take him off an account and you forget, well, cousin Eddie's getting it. That's the way it works. So Correct. just make, and it's an easy fix. So just make sure you do that. Number eight, uh, it is the holidays. Maybe we are getting together with family more. So it's worth maybe carving out a little time for a tough conversation or two about health care wishes or powers of attorney. Heck, Kyle, there's some sp- the spouses out there that haven't even had these conversations. Like, do you know where to find these things in the event something happens to the other? Yep. This is just your basic estate planning. Uh, more than not, a simple trust can accomplish this, right? And everything's in place. But Sometimes that you need to have those tough conversations. I don't care if you're the healthiest 65-year-old or 55-year-old. These need to be in place because when it does happen, it's the convenience of whoever has to take care of it. It's a convenience factor of knowing what's going to happen or where it's at. To the nth degree. Yeah, yeah. versus like just scrambling around everywhere. Like I could tell you I've sat down with people or had conversations where they're just like, this thing is a mess. You know, I got to sure up my situation, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. No, it can be a, a real nightmare. Parts. Yeah. You can leave a real nightmare behind for folks that don't know anything. Uh, and so definitely just carve out a little time, sit down with the kids or the grandkids and say, hey, here, here's our wishes. Uh, here's where you'll find this stuff. This is what we'd like to have happen, that kind of thing. So just carve out a little time for that. Number nine on the 11, top 11, first 11 here, Kyle. Uh, review the insurance. Ask yourself, do you still need your policies? Are you over or underinsured? Yeah, this is just a basic insurance assessment. I would say, depending on where you're at with your age, sometimes it's going to come down to like your health insurance assessment. Maybe your open enrollment just ended. So hopefully you went through that process with the Medicare supplements or Advantage. If it's through work, you have open enrollment to change your plans. Life insurance, again, that's more of a discussion. Typically, you're going to have your group policies and some people will have term and whatnot. But this is kind of just determining what what do you have and like what are you trying to accomplish? Like if it's just you and your spouse, adult kids, or do you have 
you know, minor children, everybody's needs are different. Disability, long-term care insurance. I guess you always have to cover all your bases, but at the end of the day, it's insurance is basically you're paying for convenience. So if something does happen, you have that insurance policy in place to take care of it. And yeah. that's kind of where we lose sight on it. So. Well, and many times you may find, again, depending on the situation, that you could get better coverage for less money. Uh, and you may find that you don't need it. I mean, a lot of times retirees often go into that conversation saying, why, don't yeah, even, why do that, I even need That usually happens you know? on like your property and casualty insurance and that type of stuff. Yep. Um, but you know, typically with life insurance, the older you get, the more expensive it is. So sure, yeah. that's where it kind of gets a little bit harder. But on those other types of insurance policies, sometimes if you do the right types of shopping with in a health insurance, mm-hmm. and Medicare, right. and PNC, you can kind of find a can find a better deal. Yeah, and that's that's the point. This is money tips, not just for retirees, right? I mean, obviously yep. that's a big chunk of our demographic that you talk to, but still, it's also it could be good tips for others as well, depending on the need. You mentioned like the uh, line of credit or the home equity line. Uh, so maybe number 10 here is a refi or a line of credit or something like that. Does it make good sense for you? Is it part of an overall good strategy? And it's yeah. crazy to say, because what if you're still paying 5% on your mortgage? I mean, I'm sure you're getting hounded by the regular on mortgage companies saying, we can get you down at three or 2.75, you know? Yeah. Sometimes people are refinancing to a 30 year. Sometimes people are refinancing down to a 10. It kind of just depends on, again, when you go back up to, I forgot what exercise that was, but it's kind of when you're going through your cash flow assessments and, okay, we, I think it was number five. We talked about implement your budget. You know, this is kind of, when, if you're going to refinance, it's really a, a short and long-term thing we're trying to accomplish. I can't imagine refinance. If you haven't refinanced yet, you probably should look at look into it. Yeah. Um, but again, you kind of have to, again, compare. Don't just go to Commerce Bank to refinance, right? Make sure you're kind of going through a, an independent process where you can kind of compare. Oh, for sure all of your top options to make the best decision. Yeah. It's pretty crazy to think though, that, you know, five, 6% from just 10 years ago now is a high, right? (laughs) Yeah. It's like just kind of wild. So it could be a place to, again, uh, save some money, do a little money tip, something, but definitely talk with the right people on that and make sure that you're doing your homework, do your diligence. And really it all comes back to number 11 here, Kyle, we'll wrap up with this one. So a lot of these things we covered really comes back to just getting organized, going into 2022, organize your financial life. If you got that financial junk drawer with a bunch of envelopes and logins and this, that, and the other, and you never look at them or open them, maybe it's time to clean it up. Yeah. I couldn't tell you how many people have come through my classes, one, two, three classes, and they're just like, okay, yeah, we need to get organized. Um, more organized for retirement, right? But obviously your financial life, you know, we have all these accounts everywhere. We don't really know why we're investing the way we are. We don't know if we're saving enough or we're going to hit our numbers. We don't know how much income we need. We don't know when to take social security. So that's kind of where like comprehensive plan is getting that plan in your hands is like a breath out, you know, you're like, Ooh, okay, we got that done. But you have to understand like organizing it. It's one thing, but it's, it's, it's a living, breathing thing. Like you can't just do it once and you're done. Right. Um, we could also be talking about just gathering your account information. Does it make sense to start consolidating stuff? So stuff's easier to track. Um, login information. Yeah. You're obviously, you know, I don't know if we're talking about this at all, but like cybersecurity, you need to know what your logins are, but I always tell people don't use cookie cutter passwords and the same passwords for everything. Like you need to have some type of system in place where you're using high end unique passwords for all of your logins. Um, and then just kind of making sure you get most people I talk to who are pre-retirees are getting ready to retire. So it's more or less you need to start getting organized for that phase into retirement so you can stay retired. 
Yeah, and that's going to actually be on our next section of the list as well. So uh, when it comes to getting organized, that's going to be a huge step. So if you do nothing off of these first 11, I would say do number 11, get organized, and number six, meet with and talk with a financial professional. And don't forget to subscribe to us so you can catch uh, the other half of this list as we wind down the year, and that'll be dropping in between Christmas and New Year. We'll have that new one out. So subscribe uh, at Apple, Google, Spotify, iHeart, Stitcher, all that good stuff. You can reach out to Kyle through his website at mocanwealth.com. That is M-O-K-A-N wealth.com. And we will see you next time here on Financially Fit with Kyle Hammerschmidt. Kyle, thanks for hanging out. We'll do the other 11 here in a couple of weeks. Yep, thank you. We'll see you next time right here on the podcast. Investment advisory services offered through Retirement Wealth Advisors, Inc., RWA, an SEC-registered investment advisor. Mocan Wealth Management and RWA are not affiliated. Investing involves risk, including the potential loss of principal. No investment strategy can guarantee a profit or protect against loss in periods of declining values. Opinions expressed are subject to change without notice and are not intended as investment advice or to predict future performance. Past performance does not guarantee future results. Consult your financial professional before making any investment decision. This information is designed to provide general information on the subjects covered. It is not, however, intended to provide specific legal or tax advice and cannot be used to avoid tax penalties or to promote, market, or recommend any tax plan or arrangement. Please note that Mocan Wealth Management and its affiliates do not give legal or tax advice. You are encouraged to consult your tax advisor or attorney.